Paul Dixon joins us. He and his cousin have produced a series of children's books. The uh, His cousin, Lehman Riley, is actually the author of the children's books. Uh, the series is called The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Take a trip through history. Take a trip through history. All aboard the magic train. That brings history back again. It's Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Take a trip through history. Take a trip through history with Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. On the Historian's Podcast, some African American family history that has morphed into a series of children's books. We welcome Paul Dixon to the program. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, Bob. It's uh, tremendous to be on your podcast. Well, good to have you with us. Uh, Paul Dixon has partnered with his cousin, Lehman Riley. I should have asked you this before we started. I've met uh, Mr. Riley, but is it does he pronounce it Lehman or, or Lehman? It is Lehman. All right. Lehman Riley is actually the author of a series of children's books that tell stories featuring their grandfather, known as Papa Lemon, and grandmother, Mama Sarah. We heard a bit of a musical uh, introduction. Let me ask you first to just uh, tell me about your grandparents. Uh, yeah, actually, my grandparents, Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah, were born and raised in a small town in Mississippi. Uh, West Mississippi is the name of the town. And actually, Papa Lemon's real name is Walter Kane. When he was two years old, and this was way back in 1898, he was acting fussy and cranky one day. His mother said, you're sour as a lemon, and it stuck for his entire life. So that's when <laughs> he was called Papa Lemon. Wow. Probably first he was just called Lemon, and then it became Papa Lemon. That is correct. Uh, it sounds like he was a very, um, you know, caring man, and and, did he, and he had a lot of children, they, I should say, um, Mama Sarah and Papa Lemon, had, what, nine children? Yes, they had nine children, and Papa Lemon was just this amazing person. And actually, I really didn't know Papa Lemon that well. Lehman, the author of the Papa Lemon books, knew him much better than I did because his family traveled down from Minnesota to Mississippi quite frequently during the summers in order to visit with uh, Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah. And when Lehman would visit with him, he, Papa Lemon made Lehman feel like the most important child in the world. So he developed such a strong relationship with Papa Lemon that when he became an adult, he was compelled to write a children's series book featuring Papa Lemon as the main character. And Papa Lemon so I, actually did pass away quite a few years ago. It was in 1973, uh, but his leg legacy remains alive with the stories. Well, and I, I went to your website, and I presume that this was written by Lehman then. Uh, he, uh, let me just read this, what he says about Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah. Papa Lemon was born in West Mississippi in 1896, passed away in 1973. 
The last time I saw my grandfather was when they closed the coffin at his funeral. I could not believe that would be the end. No more games of checkers or taking me to Miss Annie B's general store for candy or pop. Ten years was not enough. I could not stop thinking of Papa Lemon every day for 30 years. I thank God for giving me the vision to share my grandfather with the world. And of Mama Sarah, he writes, the wife of Papa Lemon, also born in West Mississippi in 1903, my grandmother lived to be 101. Mama Sarah was the sweetest lady I ever knew. I never heard my grandmother raise her voice. I love for her to tell the stories about how she grew up and the life she had with Papa Lemon. She found good in everyone, never seeing the negative in people. With her last words, she looked to heaven and said, it's so beautiful, and passed away. And that's how she was so beautiful. That's um, quite a tribute. Uh, and, and was that written by your uh, your cousin? Yeah, that was written by Lehman. Um, again, his love and respect for Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah were so strong, and they were just amazing people, and they just truly touched him, and they touched uh, the individuals that they were around within their lives. You know, for after what you said, thirty years, he turned to writing the the children's books, and uh, I mean, did he write? I mean, there's a series of eight of them that I see online, but. Uh, did he just write the first one kind of on speculation or just to see how it goes? Or did he have this this plan worked out that he was going to do a series of books uh, based on his grandparents? Didn't have a specific plan. Actually, in the mid-90s, he wrote uh, one book um, about Papa Lemon, and um, he sold a few copies within the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, but then within his career, he kind of got directed um, elsewhere and I wasn't involved with the book series at that point in time. However, in 2003, Lehman and I uh, connected, and that's when we started our publishing business and wrote, he wrote the first book in 2004, and subsequently there's been six additional books in the Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers series. Okay. Did, was that an actual phrase that Papa Lemon used about his grandchildren, the little wanderers, or was that also a, a, a fiction? Uh, that That's fictional. That's something that uh, Lehman's creative mind came up to call the five uh, friends, the little wanderers. What is the, the premise of the, of the books? I mean, um, who are the little wanderers? Yeah, the premise of the book is the little wanderers are five children who uh, go to a school in West Mississippi, and Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah are the neighborhood grandparents that they always go to for advice. One day they have this history homework assignment, and they're not really sure who to write about, so they go to Papa Lemon, and then that's when Papa Lemon reveals the secret, which is the magical train that will take them back in time so they learn different lessons in history. So that's what happens in the first book, they learn about the magical train. They go back to 1963, and they meet Dr. Martin Luther King after his I Have a Dream speech. In the following six books, you have to assume that you understand how the magical train works because that's explained in the first book. But did Papa Lemon like to tell stories to his uh, grandchildren? He didn't necessarily like to. I mean, he had a strong relationship with his grandchildren. Lehman 
basically took it upon himself to use them as the main character, but not necessarily did Papa Lemon sit down and tell significant stories with uh, with his grandchildren. As you uh, said, the first book is with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, or they go back in time to 1963. I believe that the next book, I may have them not in the right order, uh, goes back even farther and, and uh, takes up slavery. Is, uh, what, what, is, that, is that so? That is correct. It is the dangerous escape uh, from slavery in the mid-1800s, um, and the Little Wanderers actually meet uh, Harriet Tubman and learn more about her life and all the great things that she did to free slaves during that time frame. Mm. Uh, Harriet Tubman has some links to uh, our area here in uh, upstate New York. Oh, I asked you before about the the Little Wanderers. This, in the children's book series, it's what would you how would you describe it? It's a multicultural group. Yes, it is a multicultural group, and the Little Wanderers. There's five of them. Uh, Nikki is she's the leader of the group, and she happens to be ha- African American. Carlos is the protector of the group, and he is uh, Hispanic. Baby Buck, he kind of knows everything, so he's the know-it-all. He's also African American. AJ, she he worries about uh, anything and everything. Um, and he happens to be a white American. And Kaya, she is uh, like the diva of the group, and uh, her roots are in Native American um, history. So the thing is, is that with the remaining books, it touches on a variety of historical figures. In the third book, they meet uh, Navajo Windtalker. Fourth book, the great uh, white woman athlete in the early 1930s and 40s, Babe Diedrichson. And honestly, if I could just stop you on that, I had never heard of her. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, she had this remarkable career. Yeah, Babe Diedrichson was an amazing athlete. And actually, most people have not heard of her. And when I say she was an amazing athlete, she won track and field gold medals um, in 1932 Olympics. She played a variety of sports, but she was really a tremendous golfer. And she's one of the reasons the LPGA actually started in the 1930s. So Babe Diedrichson is one of the greatest all-around athletes of all time in the United States, yet not many people really know about all the accomplishments that she had. Mm. And you also have uh, one of the books is about Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, who was an African-American who did the first open-heart surgery. And honestly, I had not heard of him either. Yeah, and that occurred in Chicago in 1893, and to have the, he was the one, like you said, Bob, that created or actually performed the first successful open-heart surgery, so that was an amazing accomplishment at that point in time. Yeah, I would say. And you have one about the California Gold Rush? Yeah, now California Gold Rush goes back to the mid-1800s, um, you know, with the prospectors who ventured out to California to try to strike it rich and uh, find gold. Uh, so that is what the fifth book is about. We're talking with Paul Dixon, who was partnered uh, with his uh, cousin, uh, Lehman Riley. Lehman Riley is the author of eight books honoring their grandparents, Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah, eight uh, children's uh, books. Uh, you can find them online at papalemonedu.com. We'll have more with uh, Paul Dixon in just a moment. You're listening to the Historian's Podcast, and we need your support to keep going with our 
a broadcast or podcast, I should say, uh, about history, uh, local history, uh, regional history, or uh, historic issues such as we're uh, taking up today. We have a GoFundMe drive in progress. Go to GoFundMe.com forward slash historians 2018. It's easy to donate online, but if you'd uh, rather donate in the mail, make a check out to me, Bob Cudmore, and send to 125 Horstman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. And thank you very much. Paul Dixon joins us. He and his cousin um, are, have produced a series of children's books. The, uh, his cousin, Lehman Riley, is actually the author of the children's books. Uh, the series is called The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Again, they're online at uh, papalemonedu.com. Uh, What's been the reaction to the books? Uh, the children and adults, too, really enjoy the books. The reason they enjoy the books is because it's a fun way to learn about history. And a lot of children are intrigued about uh, going back in time in the magical train, so that makes it fun for them. And also the books aren't too long and intimidating. Uh, they range from 40 to 56 pages in length. Uh, now, uh, was it you or was it Lehman who used to be the, the toy buyer for Target? Uh, that was me. I was a toy buyer um, for Target stores for eight years, 1994 to 2002, and that was a fascinating job. What made that uh, job so fascinating at Target? Bob, the job was fascinating because I was able to see so many different toys each year, see the new cartoons, see the new animated movies that came out, and the fascination also of the toy business is that you could never really predict what a child would want. So it was a tremendous learning experience for me. Wow. Have you considered somehow uh, entering the toy market with the Papa Lemon books? Uh, that is actually our ultimate goal. Uh, we haven't created a toy yet, but what we want to be able to do is have an animated cartoon created and then also have Papa Lemon become a licensing property, which would include toys and a variety of other merchandise. Wow, and that all comes uh, from a member of your family, really. You know, not only your cousin, who's the author, but the your your grandfather. I suppose there's a lesson there for other families. Uh, yes, I definitely uh, believe so. Uh, and what we really just want people to do, if they can, is talk with elders within their family and just learn more about their family history because. Uh, there's history, obviously, in a variety of books that are out there, but you can learn about your own family history by talking with your elders. Well, let me ask you about that history, and, and you've already told us that you weren't as uh, frequent a, a visitor to Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah as uh, your cousin Lehman Riley, the author of the books, but they were born in West Mississippi. They lived uh, in Papa Lemon's case to the 70s, and I, I gather Mama Sarah lived much longer than that, what did they do and, and how did their nine uh, children progress as uh, the 20th century uh, progressed in, Amer in America with, you know, with the backdrop of race relations? Uh, yeah, in Mississippi, um, you know, that was a segregated um, city. Um, however, Papa Lemon was 
such a positive person that all races really respected and cherished what he did. And with the nine children that he had, actually, um, they kind of spread out to a variety of parts of the country. And my father and Lehman's mother actually moved to the Twin Cities area in the late 1950s. Uh, so that's where they went to, and a few of the other, their siblings went to other parts of uh, the United States. Was What did Papa Lemon do for a living? He actually worked on the railroad. So that's one of the reasons why Lehman decided to utilize a magical train for the series. Uh, so Papa Lemon worked on the railroad all his life, and he uh, was the uh, individual or one of the individuals It was called like the Gandhi dancers who basically laid the track for, mm -hmm. uh, for the railroad. Mm. And Mama Lemon, of course, she had the nine children. I imagine she was quite busy at home. Yeah, she was uh, primarily a homemaker because taking care of nine children, can you, as you can imagine, was uh, definitely a full-time job. Now, you said that uh, Lehman went there more often, but did you ever go there? And if you did, could you, I don't know, maybe kind of describe what it was like to visit uh, Papa Lemon? Now, I never did visit um, West Mississippi. The one thing that did happen, though, is that every summer, Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah, well, I shouldn't say every summer, but most summers, would, all, would come to Minneapolis. So I was able to see them, you know, a couple of times when they uh, came to uh, Minneapolis. Mm. And, uh, and what were those visits like? And for me, I was a really shy, quiet young man. So um, with Papa Lemon, the one thing I remember about him, because he passed away when I was eight years old, is that his hair was snow white and he had this raspy type of voice. And Mama Sarah was just this kind, loving, sweet uh, woman. Uh, but I was so quiet and shy, I would just kind of say hello and, you know, hear what they had to say about their life in Mississippi. So I didn't have, again, as much of an interaction as Lima did. I write about local history here in upstate New York, and some of the things you're just saying reminds me of uh, an interview I did uh, with uh, our good friend Peter Betts, who's a also a local historian, writes a column about history. And apparently he had an ancestor, and I believe it was a, his, a grandfather, uh, named Adam Betts. And Peter, because he you know, does work as a historian, looked into Adam Betts's life story because he said when he was a kid, he didn't quite understand it, you know, that, that Adam Betts was sort of in declining health at the time, but all the members of the family were so appreciative of him. He had become a police constable and he was helpful to other like German immigrants, which they were at the time. Uh, and he really uh, picked up on how important his grandfather had been at his grandfather's funeral. But I imagine maybe you weren't there at, at uh, Papa Lemon's uh, funeral. Uh, no, I wasn't at the funeral, but as Lehman's described it to me, it was actually it was a really horrible um, rainy day. And again, it was in the small town of West Mississippi, and it was really muddy and so forth, um, you know, bad weather. Uh, but it was such an emotional experience for him, as he describes, you know, when the coffin closed that he would never see him again. Um, but it was uh, something that is just etched in the memory of uh, Lehman. Now, did... The children, let me put it this way, um, 
you know, knowing family dynamics somewhat, uh, did the their children appreciate uh, Mama Sarah and Papa Lemon as much as the grandchildren? If you get my drift. Uh, yes, they uh, definitely did. Um, and the main reason they did again is because Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah were just great people, just great parents. And Papa Lemon had this ability to make everyone feel like they were the most important person in the world. I guess you would call that charismatic uh, person, but it was really genuine with him that he really did care about uh, about everyone. So, you know, both he and Mama Sarah made all the children feel as if they were, uh, you know, the best children in the world, too. Mm. And wasn't didn't he play a big role in uh, the lives of two cousins? I, I saw that as one of your suggested questions. Or are we just talking about uh, you and Lehman uh, or w was there a story there? Yeah, I was really refer in reference to myself and Lehman uh, because just the story about myself and Lehman, we were both, both born and raised in Minneapolis. He lived on the north side of town. I lived on the south side of town. And growing up, we really weren't that close, and we really didn't talk that much. And actually how we connected in order to create the series books is that one day I ran into his sister, Sabrina, at a Target store. We start talking for a few minutes, and I gave her my business card. And eventually she gave Lehman my business card because I had just left Target at the time, and I was doing some consulting. Then he called me one day and had never called me in my life. And this was in August of 2003 and said, I have this concept I'd like to share with you. So that's when myself and my former wife at the time went to Lehman's house. He presented the concept. And I guess you could say the rest is history. Mm. Uh, and, and they're very attractive looking books. And you have a professional uh, illustrator. I'm sure you know. I've got it written. Oh, Josh Wallace is your illustrator, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Josh Wallace is an illustrator that we found. Um, he had graduated from an art school in the Twin Cities. Uh, so Josh basically um, has illustrated um, a majority of the books. We actually recently decided to go to a new illustration style. So Josh isn't the illustrator of that book uh, because we re-illustrated the first book about Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. What has been the, the market for uh, for this? I mean, I believe you've been in uh, marketing. Uh, for example, I mean, is is your audience primarily African-American? Uh, the audience, it's broader than that. I mean, it really, the reading level of the Pop Lemon books is third grade. So the sweet spot is children seven to ten years of age, and it's all ethnicities. And we've done a lot of work. Uh, going into schools and Lehman talking about Papa Lemon and Mama Sarah and, you know, the students purchasing the books and learning more about the stories. Uh, but since the seven stories uh, that have been written are about a different, um, different ethnic groups, our books appeal to all children because the ultimate theme or overriding goal of the series is to get children to learn more about their family history. And when you're really young, sometimes you don't realize that your grandparents were young at some point in time, too. So if you can actually talk to them, learn more about their history, their roots, that can give you a better sense of who you are. The one uh, African-American family from my hometown that I've written about is really a remarkable group. Uh, they're the, the Wilson family. Uh, and there, it's something that you might recognize. It'll come at the end of my little spiel here. Uh, the patriarch was Harrison Wilson Sr. and his wife, Marguerite. 
Uh, they had originally come from uh, Kentucky and settled in Amsterdam, uh, New York, and did uh, Mr. Wilson did work for a prominent um, owner of downtown buildings. He was like the maintenance man. And he became well-known for saving two young girls who uh, were threatened by a fire in one of those uh, buildings. They were pin setters in a bowling alley, and he and another guy saved them. And they had a bunch of children. I'm a little hard-pressed to know how many right now, but all of them you know, kind of scattered to the four winds, and they all became very successful in, in different uh, walks of life, especially Harrison, William, Harrison Wilson Jr., who became the president of uh, a black uh, university, I think it's Norfolk University in Virginia. And he had um, a son, uh, and I'm, I'm sort of blanking on that, that son's name. I think it might have been Harrison Wilson III. And Harrison Wilson III's son is Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks. Wow, that's uh, that's quite the story. It, uh, when you brought up football, it kind of gave me just a slight bit of depression um, because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, and they had a really tough loss a couple weeks ago. But I am a football fan overall, so that is a great story. Well, and as you say, the, you're trying to encourage uh, people to look at their their family members as uh, you know as important as uh, people. And it's, again, and also as you said, it's hard to imagine let's say with Papa Lemon, what he was like as a young Gandhi dancer working on the, on the railroad. Yeah, that is true. So again, um, it's so important for children to understand more about their history. And sometimes you may find things that might not be the greatest, but you're going to find some treasures within that history. Most importantly, that will make the grandparents feel loved and cherished if they can actually sit down more and talk about their family history with their, their grandchildren. And with technology today, there's so many ways to record that and cherish those memories and have those memories with you for the remainder of your life. Yes, and you raise a good point, I think, about the experience of the grandparents. I mean, I'm of grandparent age, but um, none of my uh, offspring have have children, but my uh, sweetie, uh, Audrey, uh, has this great relationship with her grandchildren, and there are many of them. And and she, and she like um, Mama Sarah, she works on it very, very hard. You know what I mean? Grandparents do that. You don't really realize that when you're a, a grandchild, but the grandparents are making sure that maybe they come to the soccer game or uh, they are sure to remember your birthday and so forth. That is uh, so true. And actually, nowadays, I recently read that 10% of the children live in households with the grandparent, and that number is increasing as each day goes by. So there's even more of a chance for those intergenerational relationships to to take, uh, to take hold. Uh, so I just, again, hope that this happens more and more within the culture that we live in. Well, that happened in my family. My mother's mother uh, lived with us, or she was with us as early as I can remember, she passed away when I was seven, but she did have a big, uh, impact, uh, on me, uh, you know, and, and having the, as they say, having the, the grandma right in the house. Yeah, that, I'm sure you had a great experience, Bob, uh, with having your grandmother right there. And just a, another point with respect to series books for children. And we've been working on this for years and we have hardly seen any children's series books 
that feature a grandparent. Really? So we feel there's a really huge uh, market that's out there. And uh, like I said, we've been doing this for quite some time and have done quite a bit of research mm-hmm. and have not found a children's series book that actually features a grandparent as the main character. So we Paul, really want to start a trend where more people get in touch with their grandparents. Paul Dixon has joined us on the Historian's Podcast His cousin, Lehman Riley, is the author of a series of children's books, The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. It's online at papalemonedu.com. This has been the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore. That was history back again. Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. The Adventures of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. Take a trip through history. Take a trip through history with Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers.